0: Hello and welcome to episode 102 of TLDR podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed the last one because it was really fun to do. A lot of information. Um, that being said, there's been a, a lot's happened in the last week since we last talked. Alex over here turned 35. Alex, how's <laughs> your birthday, man?
1: Not at all. Oh how old I turned? Uh, I turned 14. Obviously. Obviously. Um, it was. It was good. A lot of drinking. Um, had a my lovely wife took me out for a really nice fancy dinner and uh they played some spice girls for her even though it was my birthday but i was like whatever Uh, (laughs) but yeah it was good how are you how old are you actually
0: 29 29 big 29 that's a good one i haven't been there but it's a good one (laughs) yeah i'm gonna be
1: i'm gonna be 29 for the rest of my life i've decided
0: it's better than 14 and 35 so i'll give you that (laughs) much better
1: Tyler, on the other hand, decided
0: to be active for the first time in months. He played Ooh. some golf and played some hockey, and he sore today. I think. And I what? Are you sore? You said oh, you said so sore today. Sore. I didn't what you said. It.
2: Yeah, my hips are definitely uh, barking today, uh, which is weird because usually after I golf for the first time in a while, it's usually my just my entire spine that hurts, <laughs> just all all the swinging. Uh, didn't feel too bad today. Uh, maybe it was a nice warm up I had before golfing. Usually I don't do that, uh, so I had a nice warm up before, so I think that helped me a little bit, but. Tips are definitely barking a little bit. So there's always going to be sore somewhere. But um, yeah, I beat you, which was fun. Um, I think I think you stole me $3, uh, three
0: by the way. Oh, You're right. You're right. I do owe you $3. <laughs> we played per a Yeah, <laughs> He won, but he only won three bucks. I didn't even do that bad.
1: We'll play again <laughs> next play time, it. and
0: we'll make it like $10 per hole. Yeah. That'll be more fun. That'll be more interesting. And then last but not least, we have Traden, who uh, if you guys are like diehard fans of TLDR podcast, you'd realize that this came out a day earlier than it was supposed to. Reason being, Traden is going on his honeymoon. Yeah, was cool. going to Hawaii. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. Um,
3: going to Hawaii for the first time in my life, which is going to be very exciting. We already have a bunch of shit, um, lined up. We start the we start the whole trip, um, by uh, you know, going to a wedding of our friends, which is always fun. And Alex, um, I know I told you this at the uh, at the wedding, but I I think you could appreciate this the most. Now that we're done, whenever the next weddings that we go to, we can just drink and not have to care about anything not nitpick not figure out what we're gonna do with our own we're done we can just be like fuck it i'm drinking so i'm very excited (laughs) oh yeah
1: it's it's big it's big time
3: (laughs) (laughs) I, i actually you already got a taste of that after mine so what yeah how different is it going to a wedding after you're
1: married i mean it's fun when like you get to introduce each other as like your wife and your husband for to a bunch of people you don't know um, and it's just way more relaxing because so you're not like, it's, oh, okay, is blah, is this happening? Am I supposed to be here doing this? You're like, no, literally all I, all you have to do is sit there, watch your friends get married and then drink and dance. So like, yep. it's so easy and you're not thinking about your
3: own.
0: That's coming up either. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, that's going to be awesome. I love that. It's good. I'm happy for you both. Thanks, Alex, man. I'm more happy for you because now you have the NBA segment coming up and it's the finals it's still going on two games later since last week. It's all you buddy.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Um, we were joking about it last week, but then legitimately there's only been two games there. The next one starts in about an hour and a half. So we're recording, you know, as we just said, Monday instead of Tuesdays or, you know, they changed for Tuesdays for me. So, well, they split again. So it's gone Boston, golden state, Boston, golden state. So we're tied two two. It's now just a best of three series. Um, so let's start you know, we're not going to go really go game by game. Let's just kind of talk about it. Len, um, let's start with, you know, Boston's we'll call them their big three. Um, you know, the two games that Boston has won, the trio of Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have all scored 20 plus the games they've lost. those that those three guys, either one or two of them have not scored 20 plus. So, uh, you know, trade, we'll start with you. I don't know why. No reason um, like <laughs> I mean, do you think like if they don't do this again, like game five, if those three don't, you know combine for 60, I guess, we could put it that way, or at least 20 each. Or, I mean, are they can they not win in a different way? Um,
3: look, I don't know because
1: you know you, you have
3: you have about half of your games, at least it seems like half of the games where Al Horford seems like he's incredible and then the other half he kind of like falls. he's like a Mike Smith, like he's a little older. He, great and then he's eh. and <laughs> if you get a great game from him if you get you know over the next if you get two great games out of him over the next three you're looking at winning the you're, you're looking at winning the, or being a champion so i think that they have enough depth to to make it to make it work and actually i think that the depth of the celtics is actually a little bit stronger than the a little bit better than the warriors right now and that's just and yeah it's great that the big three are, are putting up points but those other, those other guys are, are able to step up and, and L and, you know, L Holford, I look at him, uh, Derek White, I look at him. He, he looked, he's, he's doing his, his part as well. So I don't think you need that to, to happen. You uh, um, although it's going to be a lot harder if you don't, because I think now that it's, it's, it's the end of the series here the last three games and you're going to see a Warriors team. That's a little bit more, um, I guess, uh, ready to play. It seems like they've been a little lethargic over the pack a few of those games or a couple
1: of those games and, um, it's kind of shot him in the foot. Yeah. I mean, at least game four was actually close the entire time. It's kind of like the only game that has really come down to the wire. Like most of them have been kind of over partway through the fourth. So at least that part was nice. Um, Tyler. So kind of, you know, focusing back on those big three, like if, you know, Marcus smart kind of feels like the guy who can either score two or 25, like you just don't really know. If he gets that two points, like, are we going to need to see a 40-point game from, like, either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum tonight or in one of these other games to, you know, win another one?
2: I don't think so. I feel like the Celtics, they spread the ball out a lot more compared to, I think, the Warriors. You know, when you, when you get those, they count on those big games from Steph and, and, and some other players to really carry the load. Um, I think the Celtics get those every once in a while, and it certainly helps when you can. But I, I feel like they're built on just a, a really good, even depth Attack um, from a lot of different guys, as you mentioned, like th- those big three. Like those big three, they're the reason why they're why they're there. Um, one thing I was kind of looking at, you know, kind of comparing the, the the Celtics' win and losses. Like, yeah, the big three doing well is one thing, but for me, the Celtics' magic number is fifteen. And fifteen, according to it's the turnovers that they have. If they get fifty or more turnovers, they're zero and six. If they get fifteen or less, they're fourteen and two in this playoffs. So I think even then, it's it's controlling the basketball and, and, and being able to take care of it. Like I said, playing that good team game, I think that's what the Celtics are all about. So, you know, Marcus Smart, I think obviously getting two points probably isn't acceptable for, for a starting guard. Um, so he's going to need to do, do better than that. But as, as we mentioned in, the, in the other parts of this podcast, like he's, he does a lot more than just score. And I think that's what the Celtics are, are built upon is, is, is that even level scoring from a lot of different guys it's helpful for those guys to score more points and guys that go off for, yeah, 30 or 40 points. Great. But that's not necessarily what they're built on. So um, I think they'll be fine if they get some uneven scoring. I think it's the turnovers on top of the scoring, obviously that are going to matter for them. Tyler, that was a really
1: good answer. I would like, like mad props. Thank you. Um, I'm trying. James did make a face at you at the beginning. Yeah, he did. Which I James, is known, James is known to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So James, what was your, what was that face for? I guess, and kind of like your thoughts on this on this same question,
0: Tyler. What else does Marcus Smart do for this team?
1: I mean,
2: he's great on defense. <clears throat> and he's gonna busy? help. Yeah,
0: because his primary objective is to guard Steph, and yet Steph is putting up 34 points per. I game. don't think a lot of people can guard Steph very well. He's Steph I, I understand that, but like, he's averaging more points per game in this series than he has in any other series before that. So, what does that tell you, Steph Curry? Marcus gone. Smart. I, I,
2: I, honestly, I would, I would give more, I would, I would give more credit to Steph Curry than, than the lack of. I mean, obviously, you got to give some blame to, to uh, Marcus Smart, but, in my, my personal opinion, it's Steph Curry being Steph Curry, but, I hear you, but I
0: get what you're saying. Sort of. It's just, it, if you watch the games, you see that, Marcus Smart is getting closed out by screens every single time, which frees up Cle, or frees up Steph, and with that, like Marcus Smart isn't getting over seeing the screens fast enough to make it so. He can get back into position to get to guard Steph. And I get that the Warriors will set screens every single time to free Steph up. But the fact of the matter is, as a defensive player of the year, you should figure out when that screen is coming. Watch some film, see the set, go from there. He isn't doing that. He's constantly being closed out every single time. And with that, you're leaving Steph wide open. And if you triple team Steph, you're leaving Clay wide open. Clay isn't hitting right now. If Clay starts hitting, the Celtics are screwed. Marcus Smart needs to do more than just play defense. So he does need to score more than two points. His averages aren't that great, man. He's 16, four, and five. As a point guard, you need some more assist numbers out there. I get he's not a ball-handling point guard, but he still needs to pass the ball around a little bit more. He's putting up run our test numbers right now, and this is bad run our test numbers. He needs to run our test pacers. That's what they need in Marcus Smart. They're not getting that. That's the main reason why they took that L and gave four. dude. Marcus Smart wasn't doing anything.
1: Yeah, we're gonna need. Uh, I mean, I Tyler. Obviously, the turnover factor is huge for the Celtics, and as we know, the Warriors are also a very good defensive team. But yeah, I mean, again, like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are gonna get theirs. Like there, there's only so much you can do with those guys. The Marcus Smart, Al Horford, and the rest of them are gonna have to step it up, and they're gonna. He's gonna have to play better defense on Steph. Steph can't be dropping thirty-five to forty a night, or the Celtics are in trouble. Flipping over to the Warriors side. I don't know why he always seems to come up, but for whatever reason, we have to talk about Draymond Green again, because he's played pretty terribly these last two games after talking mad shit. I mean, he is known for running his mouth quite a bit. The funniest part about the whole thing is his mom tweets out like talking shit about him, which I think is great. So, and you know, they the Warriors are kind of succeeding without Draymond being Draymond. So James, let's go right back to you. Is it time, is Draymond more of a, a distraction than a benefit to this Warriors team right now? Absolutely, without a doubt in my mind.
0: And you said it back in the day when you were like, he's the most overput- not uh, overestimated. Over, you said overrated. overrated. Overrated, there we go. He's the most overrated player in the league. And I, I was like, no, he's not. He does his thing. But this series, you see it to a T. He, remember Ben Simmons last year, how he could not shoot the ball to save his life. He would pass up in a wide open shot. That is what Draymond's doing. He had a wide-open layup They threw away for a turnover. That's because Draymond can't do anything right right now. He's not even being a bully because he's getting just out-muscled by Rob Williams. Like, there's nothing he's doing correctly. Take him out of the game, put in Kuminga, put in Looney. They can be way more of a benefit than Draymond is right now. Draymond is a stirring shit, but you're stirring shit with Jalen Brown, who is might honestly be the smartest person in the league and most level-headed person in the league. Like, you try to stir up with the wrong guy. If you're trying to start to like find somebody who's not that smart, Jalen Brown wants to like he picked Cal Berkeley for his academics and is like this. He's gonna be a doctor by the time he leaves the NBA. He's that smart. You're picking the fight with the wrong guy, man. Like you can't even do that right.
1: Draymond Green, stop playing ball. You're you done. Yeah. So speaking of James, you made a good point there. So I don't know the stat exactly, but pretty much they're you know the best um five the Warriors have had on on the court together like net rating or whatever you want to call it Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, and Looney so Tyler if you're Steve Kerr Draymond's been playing like shit you know he's been with the franchise for 10 years do you do you not start him tonight game five or do you like sub his minutes out or do you think Draymond? You know, if you sit him and he doesn't start, will that become this huge issue? Because Draymond needs to be Draymond.
2: Yeah, I feel like you almost would want to start him just to avoid the distraction and that that might grab from the media and stuff. You know, just trying to win the game. But maybe, I yeah, maybe lower his minutes and kind of you know get some other guys in there that are doing a much more productive job. Because at the at the end of the day, this is the best the best of three series right now. It's win or go home. Like right now, so you got to win, and I think you got to put the guys in that are playing better. Um, so. That's what I would do if I was a guy. I I don't think I would go so far as as to bench him and, and not start him. You know, you know, you know, I I think he does have some benefit of maybe setting a tone um in in terms of the attitude and and the energy he, he brings. So I think as a starter that that's beneficial, but obviously it's a lot more than that. And I think actually playing good basketball is obviously the more important part. So I think maybe just limiting his minutes overall, I think would be it would be the smart move, I would think. You know, um, again, I'm not a basketball coach. I don't really, I don't really know how to, how, how that works. But it would make sense for when it's th- this late in the series to put in the guys that are being the, the most productive. So, um, I don't. I, I guess I said not. I, w- I, I, wouldn't go as far as to bench him, but certainly limiting his minutes and getting other guys in there that are being that are playing a lot better.
1: Yeah, I, I think it. I think that's a tough call to bench him for sure. You know, he's been on that team for so long. He helped them win all those other championships, but. He's not playing at an, at his level right now. Um, so trade in as a Warriors fan slash married to a bigger Warriors fan. <laughs> what, uh, what, like, what do you think on, on Draymond's performance attitude? Just the whole, pretty much just, you yeah. know, the whole situation.
3: Yeah. I mean, I came on this podcast and said that he drags you into the fight. Well, the problem is, is he need to be able to back it up too. And he hasn't. So, um, I, I think for lack of better term, I think you need the metaphorical pee whack here. He needs to, uh, he he needs to sit. He needs to take a step. He needs to, he needs to probably not start today. I mean, um, it, that, that'd be my, that'd be my move. St- uh, Steve Kerr at the end of the day should care only about one thing, and that's about winning the championship. I don't, you don't really care about what you're, you're, to an extent you do, but at the end of the day, I would hope that Draymond Green is, is at least an adult enough to, to look at, look at himself and said, okay, I'm not playing very well. I think he actually said that in one of his, um, in one of his, uh, uh, post post game conference, uh, post game um, meeting press conference. press conference, and uh, he, you know, he, he, so he recognizes it, and you know, it would. I don't think he would be shocked if 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 he took a, if he took a step back, considering Kevon Looney's looking like a lot better option right now, uh, and, and that's among a, a couple other options they have. So yeah, give him the pee pee wag, put him down, and say you know what, you need to you need to you know you need to earn your spot back,
1: and. Uh, We'll, we'll see if he actually responds. Honestly, after you said pee pee whack, I just stopped listening. So I have no <laughs> idea. That's the trading phrase of the episode. <laughs> trading, you say the funniest shit. I love it. Um, I yeah, I mean, I think you know, start him if it's if he's got like immediate foul trouble, sit him for a, a decent amount of time. I mean, he like you got to win game five. This is, kind of feels like a swing game, and it kind of works in perfectly to the kind of the next point is just. You know who do you guys think needs to step up? And and I'm going to add on. We did not talk. We did not talk about this earlier. But and who? Which team needs this W more? It's in. It's in uh, San Francisco. So we're back in back in California. So either pick a team. Which one do you think needs to win more? And which player could be anybody? Um, you know, thinks needs to step up to get this W for their team. Uh, James, I'll start with you. Uh, I think Rob Williams for the Celtics. He needs to step up way more.
0: He's been playing great. But the thing is like his potential is much higher and Draymond is suffering right now. And contrary to what Traden says, it's like, they're not going to sit Draymond. He's going to start the game. He's going to play some decent-ish minutes. You're looking at 12 to 15 minutes that game. Rob Williams needs to absolutely dominate those 12 to 15 minutes, step on his throat, make Draymond never want to play again. And the Warriors, they can't do anything about that. Rob Williams is too much of an athletic freak. Uh, When it comes to the game, who needs to win it more? I think the Celtics need to win it more. You have to take some momentum away from Golden State. When Golden State wins two in a row, it's it's over. Golden State's momentum is crazy. And the fact that they're playing in San Francisco right now is going to be even more hard. And if you can step on their throat and make them lose momentum at home, that's a huge statement win. Celtics, I think you are going to win it. I hope they win it today. Okay, trade, same,
1: same question.
3: Yeah, to me, it's 130,000% Golden State Warriors need this game. Um, if they lose, they're done. Um, I, and I and I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, the Golden State Warriors are not, besides outside of uh, Steph Curry, I'm not very convinced that they are going to win the championship at this point. Um, they they look a little lethargic at times. Um, and the biggest guy that needs to step up is the guy we just talked about, It's Draymond Green. And Draymond Green needs to maybe look himself in the mirror and say – Okay, you know your antics are great when you're playing well. If there are, I mean, everybody. It 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 brought you it brought you uh, that topic last week, Alex. So it must it must do something. But until it it's until you can't play that it becomes an issue. And he needs to he really needs to step it up today. Uh, and it needs to come out of the gate, keeping his mouth shut and just playing basketball. Uh, but if the Golden State Warriors lose tonight, they will not beat the championships. or will be the champions. There's no way.
1: Okay, Tyler, same thing.
2: Um, I'm going to agree with trade in the fact that I do. Th- I, I think the Warriors probably need this game a little bit more. Um, I think especially going up down three two going into Boston is going to be be a tough challenge. Um, so I, I that's why I feel like uh, it's it's the Warriors game. I think they need it more as as James mentioned to build that momentum that they that, that can really make Boston Celtics and their fans pretty nervous. Um, so I'm going to go Warriors. With the game five needing it more, uh, player needs to step up. I think you know, kind of James talked about earlier too. Uh, Marcus Smart, I, I I liked what James said there, especially on the on the defensive end. Um, he definitely needs to do better, and you know, scoring wise, he's he's got to pick it up. Um, I, I I do think that that balance attack is going to be out of balance if Marcus Smart does not step up and do, and and do what he needs to do to contribute to that Celtics uh, on both sides of the ball. So uh, Warriors need it more in game five. Marcus Smart needs to step up.
1: Okay, interesting. I'm going – I think the Celtics need this game more. I'm not sure they can win, you know, if they lose tonight and then say they win game six. I'm not sure they can win two more in Golden in, – at Golden State. That's the, So I think the Celtics need tonight more. I think, you know, Golden State if they – I think they can win in Boston and then win again at home. They're, you know, they're such a tested team. Um, and I really, really – I feel like we really need Jason Tatum to have one – huge game. Like he needs his like LeBron, Jimmy Butler, Giannis type of just takeover game. Cause he's the one that on the Celtics that has the best shot at kind of doing that. Um, So I think the Celtics need it more. And then, you know, how much would, you know, if you're a Boston fan, win game five, you're up three, two, and then you're going to come go home for game six and you have those rowdy ass fucking fans in Boston. Like that's pretty big. So we'll see what happens um the game starts in about an hour i think so um depending on if it goes seven we may or may not be done with the finals next week uh if it not maybe we're only doing another two per week and we know might not be done so um we'll we'll see the pivotal game kind of feels like whoever wins this might win the whole thing so let's see what happens yeah big game tonight i
0: mean big game yesterday depending on when you're listening to this so yeah hopefully we're right hopefully i am right Alex, once again, with great, great questions. I love it. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we're talking Stanley Cup. Welcome back, everybody. It's hockey time. And, of course, we're going to have our hockey guy, trading.
3: Yes, sir. So the Western Conference Final, we, oh, we, we talked about it last week, ended very quickly. Uh, the the Eastern Conference final wrapped up on Saturday, and just as I suspected, um, the uh, the minute that that the Lightning took Game Four and took Game Five, it was over. Um, it there was just no there was just no chance. I, 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 there was a point where I just thought the Rangers had no chance of uh, uh, of beating this team, and and it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a saying I've kind of heard that they got they got Tampa'd. I mean that's just what happens when you're when you're when when it's a one goal game going into the third period. I mean, James, do you do you expect to win if if it's a one goal game against the Tampa Bay Lightning going into the third period ever?
0: Uh, maybe in games like one of a series, yeah. But what, after game one, after game like two or three, like it, no, no, absolutely not.
3: <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, and and you know, uh, um, now you know, t- obviously Tampa moved on. Um, James, you were right. They 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 won every game after that. One in six. Um, it looked to me, I I was just trying to be a contrarian last week. I thought that the Rangers maybe showed a little bit of um respite and resolve that they'd be able to beat this team, but as soon as they lost game five, I thought it was (laughs) over. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, as soon as I lost game four, I thought it was over. Um, they just there, there was no way that you that you would that you would give them that that much of an opportunity to come uh to get into the series. Um, and here we are. Um, Tampa is once again for the third time straight going to the Stanley cup final and they will be taken on the Colorado avalanche. The first question I want to ask Tyler is, is this the best NHL Stanley cup final we have seen in, I don't know, I'll say 20 years,
2: 20 years. Well, I don't know if I've been watching Stanley cup Finals for 20 years. Uh, <laughs> at least so in recent, at least your recent Re- memory. recent memory. Uh, I would probably say, yeah. Um, just in terms of the amount of star power that we're seeing on both sides and just the exciting amount I mean, like both these teams, right? Like, I mean, the, the abs, they haven't won a cup recently, but they've been arguably probably the best overall team in hockey in the last probably three or four years. The the Ten Bay Lightning right there behind them in terms of just like general overall, you know, talent and skill, but they're the ones that, that are actually winning the uh, cups and that are continue to to make p- great playoff runs year after year, which is so, so impressive. It's kind of like that, you know, that dynasty and this, and this and this team that has been just wanting it for so bad for so long it's really intriguing both from a team perspective and from just the amount of sheer star power um, for, for for players for for both sides i'm very excited to watch this series um i think it's going to be super fun so i would say in recent memory if it, you know you i remember you texted that in the group chat and i kind of thought about it and i was like i think you actually might be right on this one because just just be, obviously like when the kings were in it, i was more excited about it but i think just from a pure a pure just hockey fan perspective, yeah, I think it's probably one of the best matchups that we've ever seen.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, look, n- no disrespect to, to last year's Montreal team and, and the year prior's uh, Dallas Stars team, but guys, that, <laughs> there's this is, the, this is t- Tampa's toughest competition that they've had in the Stanley Cup final, by far. Um, and, and we haven't really seen, we haven't seen the two top heavyweights go at it in a seven game series ever for a while. I mean, even I look back to, to a couple of these, I look back, you could, you could look back at Vegas and in uh, and Washington, but even that it's just like Washington had, you know, a lot more experience in the playoffs and you have Ovechkin and you have all these guys, this, this, this these two teams here is what everybody has kind of been waiting for. I mean, th- this is a hockey, this is a hockey fan's dream. Even, even though my team isn't in it, this is the next best thing I could have asked for. And um, to see the two heavyweights of the NHL, each from the, their respective conferences coming together, I think I think it's going to be it, it, it's rounding out to be one of the best, if not the best, um, finals we've seen in recent history. And the Tampa Bay Lightning will truly be tested. Uh, then again, you could look at the other side, and and the Avalanche haven't really been tested this playoffs alone, though. So uh, they've they've kind of had an easier run to the to the final. So two two very different um, situations, but at the at the end of the day, we're finally going to see um, who's going to who's going to take it James let's let's talk goalies um you're the goalie guy here I think the biggest I think the biggest uh discussion piece around this series at least one of them is the goalie matchup and you got one of the best if not the best goaltenders of 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 all time in in Andre Vasilevsky once again um trying to defend his Stanley Cup for for the third time straight on the other side uh, you have what I assume will be Darcy Kemper, but it could be Pavel Francouz, depending on Darcy Kemper's situation. I know that he was backing up for Pavel Francouz on the on in Game Four against the Edmonton Oilers, and you got to think if if you're backing up, then you you have to be at least ninety to one hundred percent available to be. I mean, he could have played that game, so you need to obviously be healthy enough to play. Um, what are your thoughts about the goaltending matchup? And do you think it's going to be
0: as big of a factor as, you know, some
3: believe it may be?
0: It's going to be a huge factor because the Avalanche are a great scoring team, <laughs> but the Lightning have one of the greatest goalies of all time. And a, the great one of the greatest goalies of all time, a possible constant Smythe winner, who is not coming off of nine days rest. He's coming off of like, what, four days rest or something? Three or four days rest, which is great for him. What do you know about Andre Veselovsky when he takes rest? He first game he gets screwed. Second game, he gets back on his horse. And as time goes on, he gets better. We saw that point blank last series. He hasn't much had much time off. On the other hand, the Avalanche has they have a ton of time off. That's gonna be huge. you don't even know who's gonna be in net in game one. Both of them suck. <laughs> it is what it is. Like they Darcy Kemper, Frank who, You y'all cool. You made it through the. Regular season, and you made it through some – I'm not going to say easy opponents because if you made the playoffs, you're not an easy opponent. But like Trayton said, you haven't been tested all that much. You played a Blues team that didn't have put that many shots on net. You played two of the best players in the league in the Oilers, but it wasn't a complete team. And then, I mean, like your first series was a wash. It didn't even count it. It was terrible. Uh, so iron sharpens iron. Basilevsky has seen some of the best of the best. This is one of the coolest Stanley Cups in a long time, but one of the best playoff matchups so far this entire playoffs year was that first round of the Maple Leafs and the Lightning. The Lightning have played some tough opponents who can put shots on that from every single position there is available and Vasilevsky's seen it all. Have that tandem of Franco and Kemper seen all that? Probably not. The only way that this is going to be relatively competent or comparative is if that blue line for the Avalanche steps up to the point that helps out that goaltending tandem that is Kemper and Franker They might because they're good. They are so good. It's just – it. game one will tell it all. Game one will tell if the blue line can really back it up. We'll see. Yeah
3: um you know i, I it, it's interesting the blue line is the is the big question mark and to me and actually i want to ask you alex is that is that matchup and and what what intrigue what really intrigues you more the the, the matchup between kale mccarr and uh and uh victor hedman on the defensive side or that nathan mckinnon um uh we'll say steven stamkos you could even put kucherov in there what what do you think is just the the bigger what, what kind of interests you more the the, the matchup between the the two of the best defenders, if not the best defenders in the, in the, on the planet right now, or some of the best forwards we've seen and, you know, leaders of their, of their uh, respective teams.
1: I think I'm going to have to go defensemen here. Um, and, you know, Kale McCarr, they obviously did a pretty good job as much as you can, shutting down Connor McDavid. I mean, they did well enough to sweep them. And to be fair, a pretty injured Leon dry but uh, and then on Headman's side, you know they obviously had James just spoke about it, a much tougher schedule going through. You could you could easily say the three teams that Tampa played were all harder than the three teams that like harder series to win than the three teams that Colorado faced. But even with all that said, they you know Tampa has not faced Nathan McKinnon, who's the best overall player probably they have faced in these playoffs. So. I think whichever one of those guys, Hedman or McCarr come out and really step it up on their blue line could really sway how this series goes. Obviously, Hedman also behind him has the best goalie in the league. And so like, if anything, there's more pressure on McCarr because if Hedman, you know, makes it, you know, there's one oopsie little mistake. Oh, don't worry. It's just Andre Vascovsky back there. Don't worry about it. And McCarr, you're like, oh, fuck, Peter Franko, That's not good. So, uh, I think the difference between us, like, and how they play is going to be incredible. And if McCarr can continue his, the offensive side of his game, watch out Con Smythe, maybe
3: Ooh, 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 like that. Um, and actually when I go around the horn, um, we will be asking who's going to win and who you think would be the Con Smythe winner, but we'll get to that. I have one more question for kind of everyone. James, who's your X factor in this series? It doesn't matter who, which team, which which player do you think is 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 the main X factor that you think will push this team over? What your team that you're going for
0: over the top? Braden Point coming he back has yet to play. off injury, yeah, coming up, coming back off injury. The Lightning haven't really missed the beat with him being out, but the fact that they've done that speaks volumes. And then when he comes back and adds another piece of depth scoring that you might need against this Colorado Avalanche team and have not been accounted for for the last two series. It's going to be huge. But I don't know. It's not a question of if he comes back, but it's when uh, it's looking like he's going to miss game one, but maybe be back for game two. When he gets back, you're going to see a lightning team that's going to be invigorated and just lethal at every single point of the
3: game. Yeah. Um, and and with that, I think we have to tip our hats to Andre plot. He's he's had an unbelievable playoff in points absence and it's really nice when you when you have that next up mentality and that just seems to be the case for the lightning kind of for the past you know
2: three years now
3: uh tyler who's your x factor
2: i'm gonna go kill mccarr as we mentioned i mean this dude he's just playing out of his mind and i I think he plays a position that isn't really i don't want to say is not all is underappreciated because there's obviously a lot of defensemen that that have that are in that position but how many defensemen win Conn Smythe trophies trading probably not all that often uh I think he's in the conversation if the oh, Avalanche yes. win this, this, this the Stanley Cup final I think that tells you how good of a player he's been on on every aspect of it so if Kale McCart can continue playing at the level he's been playing I don't see I mean he he, he can pick up the slack that maybe some of, of his other teammates are playing like that's how good he's playing so um I'm gonna go kill McCart for me who do you
1: got Alex with Kadri's injury, we don't kind of same thing with point. It doesn't sound like his is a lot more iffy if he'll play at all during these finals. Um, I'm going with JT comfort He had <laughs> really slow start to his playoffs, came back. I think he had five goals in that Edmonton series, something like that. Um, And with Caudry, you know, being kind of that second line center that and helps with the scoring, they might need JT to step it up a bit. Um, and if he can keep that, goal touch going. Um and he's definitely a guy that shoots. He likes to shoot. So if if that if he can keep it going, that can be a huge X factor for you know not one of the big boys, which some you need in the finals. It's not always going to be the big boys. Sometimes sometimes you need that you know third fourth line guy to do something big. So for sure. I mean yeah. this this is a guy I mean
3: I like you bring him up. I mean this guy's playing 13 minutes on average this playoffs. He's scoring at a 31% shooting percentage which Obviously, he's not going to sustain that, but yeah. if you have a, if you have a guy down the lineup that's that that is able to score like that, you're feeling very comfortable putting him out against some of the best uh, on the other side. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna quickly uh, we're gonna wrap this up. But first, I do want to say a little bit of trivia. This is the first NHL final where both teams team names don't end with an S. And interestingly, that's the second time in. In all of the four major sports history that that's happened, the last time that happened was the Heat and and the Thunder in 2012. Huh. So a uh, little bit of history, a little bit of trivia if you guys. Also, all four of, of
1: those know. things are like nature things: thunder, lightning, avalanche, heat. Nature. <laughs> wow. there, you <laughs> wow. there you go. There you go. There you go. It's all connected. Uh, I love that, connected. That, that, that is quite. That, so great. that is great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> now play. let's
3: just go around the horn here. Jane, uh, we're gonna go around the horn. You're gonna everyone's gonna give their team name, their team, the games, and who they think will win the con Smythe.
0: James. Lightning six, vast is going back to back. Vas going back to back. Got it. Tyler.
2: Avalanche in seven, Kyle McCarr, Con Smythe.
3: Kale Makar, Con Smythe. Yeah, I mean, at this point for the for the Abs, I think it's his to lose. Alex.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say the exact same thing as Tyler because it's fucking annoying. So, I'll say Avs seven and Landeskog captain. Wow, Landeskog. So he, that means he would have to happen, have the most but... unreal finals that yeah. just like. All right, wipes we'll change it to, we'll change to McKinnon. That's like a, that's a better guess.
0: Landeskog is going to go seven goals per game, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go. We'll go McKinnon. Look,
3: this one, this one's so hard for me, guys. I mean, I I have. Uh, I have backed up Tampa Bay, at least until um, the last podcast. But in my in my head, I was like, it's going to be fucking Tampa Bay. It always is. This one is 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 difficult for me. Um, I, I want the Colorado Avalanche to win simply because you want the team that beat you to win. So that makes us look at least a little bit better, even though we still got swept. So it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, And on the other side, it's Tampa Bay. I mean, betting against Tampa Bay is like betting against Tom Brady. You just don't do that. Like, you just is dumb. Um, But I am going to say that this era's Colorado Avalanche are your 2022 Stanley Cup champion in six. Um, And Kale McCarr is definitely going to hoist the Con Smythe. Kale McCarr has been an unbelievable. Um, has been unbelievable this playoffs and, um, he will get his, he is in, he is now going to be in every single heart and Norris conversation for the next five to 10 years. If he can, if he continues this, uh, this toward pace, he is unbelievable and he is going to get his, um, his recognition starting game six. Um, and with that, that is the preview for the Stanley cup final um guys watch this this is if if you know i've said this multiple times this playoffs it seems this seems like this is one of the best playoffs we've ever seen um if you if you aren't a hockey fan if you've never watched hockey or if you don't care about it do yourself a favor and just sit down and watch these games on ESPN um i guarantee you that they will change your mind because it is going to be the best you, you you'll see the best of the best playing each other um and i am so excited for it um that's all i got james
0: Stanley Cup starts Wednesday y'all be ready hey. we're gonna take another quick break but when we return we're talking baseball with Tyler and fun fact the Dodgers have lost three games is it time to fire Dave Roberts welcome back and yes I was just joking there's no way they're gonna fire Dave Roberts but it's kind of fun to think about because the Angels fired Joe Madden so yeah ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they have like ten more losses to go, bud. Yeah, but yeah. It, even then, I don't know about that, man. They might get twenty-five game losing streak. Dave Roberts might still be there. <laughs> <laughs> he might survive. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, yeah, Tyler, it's all you, my guy. All right, thanks, James. Um, yeah, it's a lot. A
2: lot of teams not doing so well. A lot of teams that are that are getting hot. It's, it seems like there's been a lot of that kind of opposite trajectory for a few teams uh, lately. In these, in these, the. the, the past couple of weeks here so we're going to talk about two of those teams and then we're going to get into another city connect jersey rating uh with you guys. angels coming up there at the end so i'm excited to see what you guys think of these new angels connect jerseys uh but let's start off with a team that's not doing so well and they haven't really been doing well all year uh the chicago white Sox, and it kind of reached a boiling point last week when uh chicago fans booed their own manager tony la russa uh we we've talked about tony la russa he's he's he has mixed reviews as a manager, as a person. Um, he's a little controversial. Uh, something crazy that happened last week that, again, I talked about last week how I, I watch a lot of baseball, and there's, it's very rare when I see something for the first time. I don't think I've ever seen this one either. Uh, Tony La Russa decided to intentionally walk a batter on a 1-2 pitch. Um, you don't need to do that. You know. Usually you'll see that you know, they, they might you know, get to a 3-0, and they're like, all right, just put them on. or you know, It kind of depends on the situation uh this happened against the dodgers at home uh trey turner was what was the batter on a one-two pitch uh he decided to walk him the next batter max muncie hit a home run and uh, it was a three-run home run the dodgers won by two uh so you could easily say that was the deciding uh decision there in that game uh later on in the week he got booed by his own fans on saturday during an extra inning loss to the rangers the white Sox is a team a lot of people picked this team to do very well. Myself included picked this team to go to the World Series. Uh, they got off to a really bad start. They started to kind of heat up there a little bit. It's like, okay, maybe the, their team's finally turning around. But they've kind of slid back uh, in the last couple of weeks here. They're currently sitting in third place in the, in the AL Central. They're six games back of the Minnesota Twins. They're three and a half games back of a wild card spot. Still a lot of season left. I definitely don't think they're out of it. Um, but, Alex, do you think that those boos were justified by from the, from the fans there in Chicago and are the White Sox in trouble of missing out on the postseason or do you think there's still enough time for them to
1: turn it around? I think the boos are a little justified. Um, Tony La Russa as a person, not great. We'll just put that out there right now as a manager was great 40 years ago. Uh, he's a little odd. I've also never seen that. It was, you know, I mean, I get it. It was a lefty pitcher you know, but you're only got one strike away. If anything, just throw a bunch of sliders in the dirt and see if Trey Turner chases, like, and just kind of intentionally, un- like, unintentionally, intentionally walk him, and maybe he'll swing outside of the zone. Um, and if anything, you just gave Max Muncy a little bit of a gift right there because he had been struggling all year, and then your guy left one over the heart of the plate, and Muncy hit a bomb. So really strange decision-making Um you know, and then his response when reporters were asking about it, he like, I guess to be fair, got a little fired up and tried to like kind of fight back. But I'm like, dude, that's the weirdest call anyone's made in a long time. Um, I don't know if they're may. I don't know if they're, you know, who whomever the GM of the uh, White Sox is. I don't know if they're like potentially wanting to let him go, but they've also have dealt with a ton of injuries Um so I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It would not surprise me if in like a month or so, they're still kind of hovering around 500. Um, I mean, the twins are not that good. I still feel like they have it. They could have a shot at the division. Um, I don't, the wild card's is going to be tough. Like right now it's those three other AL East teams. I think I would easily say Tampa, Toronto and Boston are better than Chicago right now. So they're going to have to win the division but maybe it is time to let Tony go and get a get a new voice in. You know, maybe someone that can connect with with these players on a little different level.
2: Yeah, I mean, Chicago it's it's really just been poor play all around. Like it's really not one thing; it's been a lot. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles have a better run differential than the White Sox right now. That's that that's pretty shitty, uh, James. But kind of what, what was your thought on that that one two intentional walk? I mean, I mean, as as just as just from a, a pure strategical standpoint it really doesn't make any sense to do that. You know, obviously, obviously like, I think his response was, Oh, like Max Muncy hitting like a buck, you know, 20 against lefties, but you had the guy down one two. Like wouldn't you at least try strike him out or at least, you know, like I said, you know, kind of unintentionally intentionally walk him. Like if, if you were the manager in that situation, like would that, even if the guy was hitting 003 against lefties, but you had the guy down one two? like was, is there every situation that you would intentionally walk a guy with, two, with two strikes?
0: no that sounds awful <laughs> yeah like these old head managers man like they early onset something's going on they, they what are y'all doing like come on come on guys this is the same guy that put Louis garcia who is doing terrible as their leadoff, and yet he's going to talk about max muncie being up next not hitting that well he's doing the same exact thing with his team he's putting like the worst guy up in front as a leadoff. you don't you don't do that When you're gonna walk Trey Turner just to get to Max Muncie, who has a record, a history of being good, a power hitter, like that was a mistake on your end. I don't understand why you did that. It's, it's. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't even speak to that man. These old head managers need to go, every single one of them. And then, yes or no, White Sox make the postseason? I think Alex made a good point uh, about injuries. Um, there's a lot of injuries in. Rotation, like uh, all the guys, uh, Lance Lynn's coming back soon. Tim Anderson's coming back soon. I think it'd be, I'd be jumping the gun to say they will or will not make the playoffs now. I'd really like to see what happens when these guys come back. When Tim Anderson comes back. When Lance Lynn c- comes back. A few games after that, I can make a better educated guess to whether or not they make the playoffs. But as of right now, without those guys in the lineup or without Lance Lynn in the rotation, the answer is no. They do not make the postseason. All right,
2: Tradin. Does is Tony Larusa stick around as manager for at least the remainder of this season? And I'm gonna give you a chance to redeem yourself because we talked about the Red Sox a few weeks ago and I asked you if there's any chance they made the postseason. You said no, they're in a postseason spot. Same question in regards to the other color sock in this league.
3: No, the other color <laughs> socks fucked. Uh, um, <laughs> simple as that. Uh, as for the manager, now he's fucked too. Um, look, oh. he look he he. he Someone needs to tell him that he's still on planet Earth and not like some other planet or other universe like I, I don't even know baseball guys i can't hit a baseball probably going like at all like i probably couldn't uh i know that's insanely hard and i would know not to wo- intentionally walk a guy what a one and two count that is just absurd so i and i know nothing guys <laughs> <laughs> i barely even know what right field is so <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna say uh yeah see ya dude like you're done <laughs> simple as that hot
2: takes right there i love it uh let's move on to some brighter news a team that's on a really good hot streak it's the defending world series champions atlanta braves are getting healthier they're they're starting to kind of look like contenders once again they're currently entering monday on an 11 game winning streak um they were kind of sitting in the bot, the kind of middle of the division for a while and kind of no one really was talking about them um because they were just kind of out of the playoff picture and injured and hurt and coming off a world series hangover kind of look looking like it but now they're in a great position. They're currently in second place in the NL East, only five and a half games back, but behind the Mets who have the best record in the National League. And they are currently in that third wildcard spot, a half a game ahead of the Milwaukee Brewers. So if the season ended today, the Braves make the postseason. And we know what happened last year when the Braves made, made the postseason. So kind of real simple question kind of looking at this Braves team, you know, it's, it's early June still, you know, and this Braves team historically kind of goes on, plays better kind of later in the year, but do you view them as World Series contending threats? Like, in, like just as the
0: team is, is is assembled right now, James, what do you think? No. <laughs> like, I mean, like, this is cool. They're on an 11-game win streak. They're playoff contenders. They're not World Series contenders. I mean, you got to get through all those NL teams, too. And the NL, the National League is, is stacked. It's scary stacked. You got so many great teams there that you have to get past potentially. Dodgers, Mets, Padres, Giants, and like you said, the Brewers. Can the Braves win a series against them? I I, I don't think so, man. Like, they're, they're good. They're going to make the playoff, or they hopefully will make the playoffs. I'm riding this momentum streak going on. But they're not World Series contenders. They're playoff contenders, but not World Series. All
2: right, Trayden, what do you think?
3: Um. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys a few teams here and a number, and I'll explain what it means. Diamondbacks, 468. Rockies, 443 athletics 331 and the pirates 414 that is their win percentage you got 11 games straight against against teams that are sub 500 congratulations no you're not a player no you're not a world series contender end of story
2: damn you're all right that definitely i that was something i looked at too the teams that they were beating not not great teams we'll see um, how they
3: do against the natties
2: yeah for sure i mean i think i think seeing the braves kind of beat beat up on some teams that are much better than them will kind of really really tell you how they're doing but Here, alex i mean who they
3: have next tyler they have the nationals they have the giants and they have you guys like yeah so the, okay, you're gonna you're the probably probably be the, fuck much the better phillies and the reds so you so you get some reprieve yeah. after you get shit your shit pushed in against those three teams yeah
2: phillies have been playing a lot better too uh probably not as good as the braves but uh Alex, I mean, you know, I think it's obvious. I think James and Traden both make good points. You know, maybe it's we're talking. It's a little bit t- taking too much out of a win streak here, but coming off a World Series title, a lot of the players that are, are that were on that team are back. Ronald Acuna Junior. is back. He seems to be kind of getting his swing back. Kind of, what do you think of this Braves team in terms of being that level of, uh, of of
1: contenders? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're as like less of a contender as James and trading are saying, I I would not put them in the upper, upper echelon of teams that could you know realistically win the world series, but I would still say the world series contenders, maybe not top five. They, I mean, we still got the trade deadline to go and you know, they did it without Ronald Acuna jr. Last year was easily the best player on that team. The best player in that division, possibly the best player in the national league. So like It would not surprise me if they continue going on a run. Also, they're getting healthy. When, when, what are the Mets doing? Like they've squandered, they were up at like at least 12 games at one point. It's down to five and a half. They've made up to be fair. They played some shitty teams, but they're beating up on shitty teams. They've made up like seven games in the standings. Jacob deGrom, no fucking idea when that guy's coming back. Max Scherzer, no idea um Tyler McGill no idea so like Chris Bath like the Mets are kind of doing Metsy things like yeah they have a great record but they're slipping and sliding And I feel like if you're um, you're in Queens you might be a little bit nervous of these if these Bravos coming um you know and last year they also did not have Marcelo Zuna who you know probably should not be on a baseball field we'll leave that aside um Dansby's playing better Austin Riley you know, low key MVP candidate, Matt Olson's been playing great pretty much this entire time. If they can get another like pitcher or two, watch out. I don't know. We, you know, the Braves did this last year and then all of a sudden they came roaring back and won and won the division and then won the world series. So it's really hard to win world series back to back years. It's really hard just to make it to back to back world series. So, um, you know, right now I I wouldn't say I would not pick them, but I still think they're contenders.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Alex. I mean, I think they still have a lot to prove. Um, I think, you know, James and you both make good points. It, it is a small sample size and they need to prove they, they can beat those, those better teams. But I mean, I, like I said, you look at the talent on this Braves team. A lot of them won the world series last year. They're obviously a little bit, probably a third of the team is probably different than, than, than last year, but having Ronald Acuna back and healthy is, is huge and can, and this should not be underestimated. That guy, as Alex mentioned, is one of the best players in all of baseball and he will make a huge difference. Um so let's move on to see the angel city connect jerseys. I'm excited to see your guys' takes on these. So let me share my screen real quick. So Angel City Connect jerseys as we can see uh kind of a cool like kind of sand yellow with their with their normal classic red uh kind of an interesting font there. Um you got the hats the kind of the uh dual color hats with the, with, with the white front, red bill, red rest of the side, normal kind of, kind of a different take on the classic angels logo with that, with the halo on top. Um, pretty simple, pretty clean. Um, overall, I would say um, I like them overall, but uh, I don't know if they stand out as much as some others will, but um, let's kind of go around the horn and see what everyone thinks trade. what do you got on these? Oh,
3: I don't know. <laughs> um, I, the city connect part kind of falls flat for me and i know I, I know it's supposed to be beachy and i get that it's like it could be a surfing type of culture and i think that's i appreciate that but then again it i don't know if, how much it connects to 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 their city but also they don't even know what city they're in because they're called the la angels even though they're not in la so i have a huge fucking issue with that even though i'm a fan of them um so i guess it kind of runs parallel to where they're the you know what maybe i'm just salty because they're they they're shitty right now <laughs> so that really doesn't help um i don't know i i give them a 6.4 I, I, I but i actually like the jersey like i actually think it's cool it's just it just didn't wow me on the city connect side but i actually like the jersey it's kind of cool um I, I do i do get the the beachy feel It just there's some things about it that are weird and i don't know i'm also pissed at them
2: so that doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> all right alex from a fan that's not as pissed at the angels kind of what's your take on these guys
1: Okay, first things first, Mike Trout's forearms are fucking huge. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that, dude. Um, I like them. I actually like them better. I think the Angels have one of the worst normal uniforms. Like, I'm not a fan of their current ones. I think, Tyler, I said that to you as we were walking up to the game a couple weeks ago. Um, I like them. They're, you know, trading, you're right. They're kind of beachy. To be fair, like – on any given day, it would probably take at least an hour to get to the beach from <laughs> their stadium. But that's more traffic than anything else. Um, I'm going to give them a 7.8. I'd rather buy one of these than a normal Angels uniform. I'll give
2: you that. Okay. All right. Better than better than the normal jerseys. Uh, James, do you agree or
0: disagree? Do you like these? Hate these? What do you got? I absolutely love these jerseys. And I like how Traden brought up earlier how it's the Los Angeles Angels. And for the longest time, the Los Angeles Angels have tried to replicate and be more big city. But now they're coming back to OC vibes, beach vibes. And they're connecting more to the immediate area that they're surrounded in rather than trying to fence off into L.A. Metropolitan, like the Dodgers area. That's Dodgers for sure. I love the cream color. I like the, the lettering angels in that kind of font. Great. It has beach vibes for sure. It's labeled or it's inspired by Jack's shop, which you can clearly tell. It's amazing. The hat's great. I like the fact that it's kind of like a golf hat. Huge fan of that. Um, Overall, I love them. I try to cop these. They're $300 each. They are very pricey. So, Alex, I do like them more than I like the regular jerseys for sure, but they're just way too expensive for me to afford. So if anybody wants to donate, feel free. Venmo me at (laughs) James-C for Venmo. I'd, I'd like to wear these, you know, for every single podcast. That'd be awesome. 8.4. 8.4.
2: Very high score there from James. Um, I, I agree with uh, kind of James and Alex on this one. I, I do like these a lot. Um, I actually do think, and I, 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 th- I think they do hit the city connect a little bit. Like, I, I look at these jerseys. I, I think these are very, like, SoCal vibe, surf vibe kind of jerseys. I think they nailed that pretty well. Um, obviously you can argue whether Anaheim is that kind of culture or not, probably not as much as some other, other cities, you know, San Diego in particular is probably a little bit more known for that kind of culture. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's very, it's a very cool SoCal vibe Jersey. And I dig it. Um, I, I love the hats. I think the kind of different color font is a different style font is cool. Um, so I, I I like these a lot. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with 8.1. I mean, I think very, very good Jersey. Um, definitely one of my favorites, I think that we've had so far overall from, 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 from from both seasons. So I think they did, they did a pretty good job overall. Um, so trade, maybe if they were winning more years scored a bit higher, but um. yeah, I mean, look, the the Jersey's cool.
3: It's just the, the, I don't know. I
2: I expect it. I would have liked the,
3: maybe a little bit more. I think the ones that stripe on the one side is kind of odd. Like why? um why didn't you like like the symmetry is kind of off i know that's kind of like nitpicking um the hat is cool honestly if i was to get an angels jersey actually you know i was actually going to look to see how much it is james you did the work for me so (laughs) fuck no Um, (laughs) uh, we'll, we'll wait till they go on clearance because we're not making the postseason
1: they're better than the Dodgers ones. If anything, Angels fans. That family. is lost fact, Dodgers. The Dodgers ones are pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> lost Dodgers. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: true. We are beat
3: the Dodgers hey, in something.
2: The 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 bar wasn't very, set very high there. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. It wasn't. Uh, did you guys hear real quick before we wrap up MLB? Did you guys hear the story of Joe Madden that uh, he sh- got a mohawk and then he got fired? Yeah. <laughs> not knowing, obviously not. So he, he he got a mohawk to surprise the team during their losing streak to kind of just lighten the load a little bit, and then that, that same day he got that haircut he got canned. <laughs> that's just brutal. So brutal. Now, now he just that's got a mohawk fun. while okay, he's unemployed. That is
3: so that that is so Joe Madden. <laughs> Joe is, Madden. that it That is. sucks. <laughs> that,
2: yeah, that's a bummer. Uh it does wait, weird wait. shit. Yeah, it is. You know what are you gonna do? All right. Well, uh, they had, the Angels have not played with those jerseys yet, but we're excited. Yes, to they, see have.
1: they have. They have. They definitely have the last the two eleven. Years.
2: Oh should I miss that. Then my bad. The literal last two days, they've <laughs> they're one and one to so five hundred. Oh, there you go. Well, congratulations. Hey, better known
1: fourteen. There it goes. <laughs> yeah.
2: So maybe these jerseys will turn things around a little bit. We'll see. Um,
0: but yeah, James, that's all I got for baseball this week. All right, Tyler, great job. Except for that one little miscue at the very end there. Maybe Tony Larusa will get a mohawk. I'd pay money to see that. Five bucks, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, that being said, this is the conclusion of episode one hundred and two. We try to keep it under an hour today because people have prior commitments, but we we did great, I think. And it was a good episode overall. Almost exactly an hour. Almost exactly an hour. Uh, I'm going to just talk for the next two minutes to make it. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm not. <laughs> uh, we're, we have a lot of fun doing this, so I appreciate, appreciate you guys for listening. Um, we're going to have a great week. Hope you guys do, too. And We'll see you next week.